0: John 18, Jesus has prayed for the believers. As we know, this comes to the end of his earthly life. The the cross is right ahead of him. They don't quite get it. So here comes the drama. John 18, when he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it you want? Let us First of all, notice something about Jesus. They did not hunt him down and grab him and drag him. He guided his people into a garden. This, this is harder for us to understand for several reasons. One, we live in a, in a time where you could use thermal imaging and find everybody in a wooded place. We live in a time where we have all grown up watching TV and movies Where nighttime scenes are well lit and therefore we don't understand dark and it is truly a different world when you're in the dark there is no option for light and violence breaks out there are battles in the in the Old Testament where people end up killing their own people that is so common that still happens today think of uh, Tillman Who was killed by friendly fire uh rex tillman even though he had you know trained and done well one mistake darkness is real and it is a serious thing so jesus takes his people into a garden it would be a bit cooler but they're in the middle of the night that's probably not why it's probably because how do you send that detachment through the garden and find them when they can ease away and they can scatter from there? In other words, he looks out for them, and while they're there, he steps out of the garden toward the soldiers. It's very important that you understand he was caring for them and providing a way for them to escape. He needed to die, but they didn't, which is why uh, Luke is the only one to cover this. Luke, uh, that Jesus tells him, he said, i told you once before to go out and take nothing with you but this time sell what you've got and get a sword swords are not in and of themselves inherently evil neither are firearms it is how you use them and when you use them they were allowed to be to defend themselves but they were not to defend Jesus he had a job to do and it included the cross we'll get to that he comes out and asks them who is it you want jesus of nazareth they replied i am he he said judas the traitor was standing there with them when jesus said i am he they drew back and fell to the ground is this some sort of a miraculous knockdown no no they didn't expect him to walk out to them and they didn't expect who they got it's rather like jesus said of john the baptist once when people came and asked him about John the Baptist, he said, "Who did you go out to see? A reed shaken by the wind? Who did you go out to see?" I um. I really like that phrase. <coughs> it's it reminds me of a time when I I spent ten of the my happiest years of my life there in Rochester, Michigan. A lovely church. So many friends still there. Uh, my first year was a little rocky <laughs> because the, uh, some of the people that brought me in knew who I was, and I said, "You don't. You don't need a lot of paper to write my skill set. I tell stories, and I think a lot. That's it." Uh, and so, on one of our first shepherd meetings, they they called themselves elders. One of the men there said, "Well, I I just need to." to to bring up that Patrick uses too much humor in his sermons. And he went on for a bit and said, I need you to to stop that. And I looked at him and he went, no. And everything kind of went, because they'd never had a minister say that. So he said it again, like I wasn't just in the room. When he was done, I just leaned forward and I said his name and I said, who did you think you hired? And I had to explain... If you want someone like that, then you, you shouldn't have hired me. That's not who I am. I caught myself being Patrick on Friday. And I, trust me, I, I'm, not, I'm not having a ball being Patrick. I, there are a lot of other people I would choose to be if I could. But I was noticing, I caught myself on, on Friday during the worship. I didn't sing many of the songs because I didn't know most of them. I don't listen to K-Love and The Way and, and all that sort of thing. I listen to real music, um, which is all about sin and death and electric guitars, I guess. But whatever it is, I just didn't grow up with it, and so it's not a. You know, Cammie listens to it; she knows those songs. I don't, so I was just at the, and I was just watching, and Cammy always tells me that I'm frowning, and she's right. Um, I was, I just kind of frown a little bit as people are talking. This kind of new territory for me, and I'm just thinking. And it hit me about two-thirds of the way through. Anybody looking over here will think Patrick is disapproving of everything. He's standing there judging. And I, I just wanted to grow out and get a, a t-shirt that goes, no it's just me. It's me being Patrick. I gotta, I gotta crunch the data. I gotta think about it. I gotta understand where does this fit. And eventually, and I was glad I was there and the plan to be at most of the, um, the return events and this evening got family in from michigan so it's going to be hard to get to all of them but i'll do what i can anyway that said they weren't expecting the jesus they got they were expecting just some rabbi i don't want to overplay this hand but please remember in isaiah's prophecy about jesus he said jesus would not be handsome he said there was nothing in his countenance that we would desire him, and that we would turn, as it were, our face from him. He would not look important or pretty. Now all the clips I've seen, and I've only seen four or five from the chosen really look superbly done. They really do. And I plan to get the app and to watch the whole series, because uh, again, it's just superbly done. Uh, that said, If I were to make any change I would make Jesus less handsome because it seems that he wasn't he didn't look like the preacher that they were expecting either his father was most likely not a carpenter but you just don't want to fight and die on that hill but the word in the last 40-50 years we figured out probably meant a stone cutter a mason not a carpenter we learn things we dig up more stuff and we can compare words. Think about that. Jesus growing up as a stonecutter's first son. There'd be some muscle, some scars, and calluses. Remember when Jesus walked in to clear the temple? Made a whip, walked right in. You are aware, are you not, that there was a temple guard that was kind of like their green berets at the time. These are the exceptional soldiers for the Jews and they were armed I believe they were armed I could be wrong on that so I said it and then I went I'm not sure they were tough isn't it interesting there's no mention of them ever trying to stop Jesus and in fact there were times that the Pharisee leaders would tell them you go get him and they said you want him you get him so here comes this big not terribly good looking guy out scars and calluses walking just out of the dark meeting the soldiers goes who you guys looking for they're looking for this little rabbi they've heard about Jesus of Nazareth and we all know preachers you know they're not physically impressive and Jesus goes that's me I think they stumbled trying to get back from him thinking regroup and rethink this how are we you know we we weren't quite prepared to jump on you would you help us ambush you later Again, he asked them, who is it you want? They said, Jesus of Nazareth." He said, told you that I'm he. If you're looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. But then, if you had to guess who would come leaping out of the garden anyway, you probably wouldn't have picked Thaddeus or bartholomew it's going to be peter and i I can hear him yelling the whole way in which is bad tactics by the way Ah, don't do that it's kind of like people that say i just have a shotgun in my house and somebody breaks in i'll just rack it and they'll run no you rack it and they know where you are it's just come on people tactics it's important anyway he sword drew it and struck the high priest servant (coughs) cutting off his right ear I've had people say, why did he aim for the ear? He didn't. It's dark. You know, and you just, and he got the ear. Very common, by the way, especially if they, I, I would doubt the high priest servant uh, had a, a helmet on, but if he had a big leather cap on and you hit, and it'll slide, and ears missing was a very common thing. His name was Malchus, service name was Malchus. That probably was not in the original, that's why it's in a parentheses. Uh, it got moved into the text anyway jesus commanded peter put your sword away shall i not drink the cup the father has given me now if you go to the other gospels you find that jesus says you know if you live by the sword you'll die by the sword and i've had people trying to make that a jesus teaching No, that was the law at the time he's saying i'm warning you you if that's what you go to you'll get killed with one but he didn't say peter what are you doing with a sword that's insane here he says put it away in other versions and other gospels he says put it back in its place he wasn't anti-sword he was using the sword to defend Jesus and Jesus didn't want to be defended he says am I not supposed I'm I'm supposed to do this this is supposed to happen Peter doesn't know what to do with this and I feel for Peter I really do because he was in many ways committing suicide by leaping out to protect Jesus he was putting himself at risk his family at risk this was an act of yes it was impetuous yes it was foolhardy but it was done out of love for Jesus and he loved Jesus more than his own life or he wouldn't have done it so let's give him some credit all right and Jesus does he says put your sword away we know that Jesus restores the ear to Malchus, which probably would have been a very great conversation moment <laughs> among the group. Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one that advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Okay, reset. They took him to Annas. First hint of illegality. There have been several books. A lawyer looks at the trials of Christ. Things like this. The number of laws that the Jewish people and the Roman people broke during this time is staggering. And we look at that. We're going. Well, I'm I'm horrified. (coughs) That's because we have a standard that is assumed to apply to all. We all know it doesn't, right? The the very rich and famous don't pay. the poor guy without a lawyer pays but that whole concept of you know the equality of man and quality of women that didn't belong to them they would not have been horrified by these breaking the law it's just (coughs) the necessity of the moment Caiaphas who was a high priest was not where they went first and by law that's where they had to go because the Jewish officials arrested them they had that arrest power uh, in the Roman system They could not execute, but they could imprison, they could beat, they could do everything else. So they grab him. He's supposed to go to the high priest, but instead they go to the real power behind the throne, the high priest's father-in-law, Annas, who used to be a high priest. The, uh, The Greeks set in motion a rotating high priesthood, and it was still in motion here. It was all kinds of wrong, frankly, but doesn't matter. It's what they've been doing for a couple of hundred years by this stage. Um, perhaps even more than 200 years by this date. But isn't it interesting, they took him to Annas because they knew he was the real power, not the guy sitting on the high priest chair. Uh, it just gets worse. Well and by the way, that whole, Caiaphas said it would be good if one man died for the people, we talked about that, and Tim Street uh, gave talked to us quite a bit. Uh, we had microphone roving at the time about the concept of the peace of the people of Tennessee, the peace of the state. When you commit a crime, you're committing a crime against the peace. And we uh, we have breach of the peace. Do you guys is that a, an American law as well? Breach of the peace. It's that it is in Bretton. Some of you are nodding. Maybe you've been arrested. Um, the um, that whole idea uh, was very common back then. Doesn't matter if he's innocent or guilty, if this is going to bring down Roman wrath on us, it's okay to kill him to benefit the group. Yes, sir? It's disturbing, the peace. disturbing the peace over here. All right. You know, you guys, uh, perfectly fine word, disturbing, but you might look into English because it's a lovely language. It really is. <laughs> we- Sometimes uh, our new hire, Nikki, is wonderful. <clears throat> and when she and Lydia start talking, I hear Charlie Brown's teacher. I get nothing. He says, wah, wah, wah. And I'm going, I need subtitles. Paul said in Corinthians, you're not allowed to talk like this unless there's an interpreter. Anyway, Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Now won't go into all of this there are two thoughts schools of thoughts here one is that the other disciple was John most people are now leaning to know that the other apostle was Luke I'm sorry the other disciple was Luke because he wasn't called an apostle and there are a few other things there I'm not going to die on that hill just be aware of it and play with that in your head they're following Jesus because this disciple was known to the high priest, again, Luke may have been that way, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. Now, once again, very risky. Well, how can you get away with getting in there? It's dark. You're, everybody looks like a rough Jewish guy. And I know that sounds racist. I could say rough American guy america is not a race the jews are not a race as much as they are a race and, of, and a and belief you know it's it's a complicated thing uh but in other words he would look like everybody else he was a fisherman he was a common guy and they're all walking in there together they don't have id tags and it's dark you bring up a little cloth around your head maybe he was wearing a mask for covid and had sunglasses on I tell you I, i'm still not used to that i walk in and i'm thinking They're gonna rob the train all these people with the bandanas. I've seen this on the rifleman it doesn't end well. Peter had to wait outside the door. Well he wasn't known so he didn't get into the courtyard Uh, and and they did have a guard at the courtyard because they didn't want the rabble to come in and and if they were throwing a feast they didn't let the poor people come in till after anyway so it was a controlled environment as much best they could. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back, spoke to the servant girl on duty there, and brought Peter in. You aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you? She asked Peter. Two. Which would mean, I think we can assume, whoever the other disciple is was known to be a disciple. If it's Luke, the Jewish priest can't do much to him. Because Luke's not a Jew. Luke is a Greek who has converted to Judaism. He is different. He's a physician. He's an artist, by the way, if you didn't know that, uh, pretty well historically documented. Uh, He's an artist and is why the Orthodox churches still have flat pictures, icons. He's said to be the father of that. Like I said, not certain, pretty good history behind it. But I think it's really kind of brave that he would walk in being known to be a disciple he goes in and then he comes and he says this guy's with me peter probably would have wanted something else said (laughs) like i don't know this guy at all but he seems really nice or this is my servant you aren't one of these disciples too are you and he replied i am not i can remember as a wee boy We were always convinced the soviets were going to kill us remember those days those of you in my we had um air raid shelters i think i'm I'm not sure that's what they called them but they were nuclear fallout shelter type things right and there were as you'd go back and forth to school you you had to know where those were in case you know the the whistles went the the klaxons began to roar Uh, and i did this because back in the day they were actually you had to whine those things you know I'm sure they weren't doing that when I was a kid, but I just, I watch a lot of old movies. Moving on, Uh, I can remember uh, nuclear drills in school, do you remember that, where you had to get under your desk because it's proof, proven fact that warheads can't penetrate melanin desktops. I'm under there, I'm the only kid in the room being Patrick again, thinking this is just so they can find the bodies, you know. They don't have to look for us. I, I still have that attitude when they do the tornado sirens. Everybody runs into the small room on the bottom, and I'm going, nah, nah. That's just so they can find the bodies. I want them to work for a living. Come find me, little rescue guy. Anyway, um, Patrick can't be, but anything else, I've tried. I am not, <laughs> he, as soon as he's self protection, I'm not going to get on Peter for this. I'm just not but people you know, we were told well, what happens if the russians come for us would you be willing if they made it illegal to be a christian would you still go to church anybody else ever get those okay yeah and we're all we're six-year-olds going okay we would we'd stand up to the tanks because they keep asking us to you know coming right through the fold the gap if you know what that was um i cannot I cannot blame Peter for wanting to stay alive. Plus, he's confused. There wasn't a Bible class before he got started. Now, guys, I need to be arrested, and then they're going to— Jesus tried to tell him this, but it just wasn't sinking in. Would it? Would it sink in? I don't think so. This is new. Peter has never even—I know this for a fact— never even been at at VBS— He's not even sung a song about being a booster. He is not ready for this. And my heart breaks for Peter. It was cold and the servants and officials stood around the fire they had made to keep warm. Peter was also standing with them warming himself. Ooh, tactical error. What is the tactical error Peter is making? He's getting warm but fire does something else light they can see his face it's kind of like on tv whenever the the soldiers are walking along the top of a mountain and i'm going you don't do that that's ridge lining people can see you you walk down below my wife and i watched a show <laughs> a couple nights ago where a guy fired a pistol a couple times and then yelled at the guy who was coming in and racked the slide. And I'm going, well, that's a person that doesn't know anything about weapons because there goes one bullet. But in TV, they rack it 500 times, don't they? So annoying. I'm a preacher. I want the weapons to be done right. He can be seen. Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. What do you think of that? That's right over there. It's not way over there. It's just right there. Peter's right here. I've spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple where all the Jews come together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. Your testimony is your life. Every one of us, and especially me, has said stupid things at the stupid worst time. Every one of us has. Every one of us has done really horrible things and made really horrible mistakes. So if you want to point to any of those and say, this disqualifies me, I will tell you, you may have a point. But my testimony is the entirety of my life. What kind of people have I left behind me every time I've gone? What do they think of me after I'm gone? Go to them and ask them. I was told recently in an email that wasn't good enough. If my life is not testimony enough, I don't have anything else to offer you. Uh, I'm just going to have to leave you alone there. When Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby slapped him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest? (coughs) He's not talking to a high priest. Isn't Isn't it interesting here? This is illegal on several layers why are you still calling Annas the high priest Jesus doesn't call him out though and argue the point why does Jesus not argue the legal problems because it's supposed to move forward he could have shut it down anytime he was a lamb suffered like a lamb he didn't open his mouth I was taught that that meant when you suffered you weren't to complain and you weren't to no that's not what it means It means he could have talked his way into release at any single point. So he just shut it down. So he could do this for us. So that in Revelation 1, he could look at all of us on earth and say, I have already freed you from your sins. I've got you. Exciting stuff. Jesus goes, if I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? Then Anna sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Because the the cat's out of the bag here when Jesus talks a little bit. Jesus is just moving this forward. He's not stopping it. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there warming himself. Peter, lumens. So they ask him, you aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man who's here, Peter had cut off, well, that's bad luck. Challenged him, didn't I see you with him in the garden? Again, Peter denied it, and at that moment, a rooster began to crow. We need to have a word. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's a famous I'm gonna go ahead and say contradiction so famous you remember the old TV series House right it's a great series really was complete fantasy no hospital has those kind of people on a team to sit around and talk all day but Gregory House the the character talking to a nun um, who is not afraid to die and he's just you know why he couldn't get this talked about well that you know even in the Bible and started with and he goes to how many times did the rooster crow and when did it crow if you look at all of the accounts they differ but not substantially and this is where I get to use my little favorite phrases the point of the story is the point of the story they're not trying to tell you how to count things and put it in a way that you know the flow it's the point of the story is the point of the story now this becomes a problem if you believe as i was taught as a boy that every word in the bible was dictated word by word and written down that's not the form of inspiration we have i always just direct people well there's so many places but 1 corinthians 1 where paul says i didn't baptize any of you well except for these two and if there were any others i don't remember who they are And i'm saying do you really think god told him if i don't you know in fact i can't remember any others if there were these were human beings guided by the spirit and they wrote down the story the spirit gave them or encouraged them to write down and so yes if you go look at the others when it crowed and how many and it gets a little messed up but That's not the point. Don't let people mess with you on that. Um, It is not real explicit here. In the other versions, we know that this broke Peter's heart when he realized what he'd done. But John is the kind of man whose message was love. And he does not humiliate Peter. He will not. Uh, and if you watch it, he lessens the pain and the mistakes of others, including himself. <laughs> There's there, there are a couple times where John made an error. You know, can we sit beside you with our left hand or right hand on the throne and that and the other? In the book of John, when he writes it, it is one of the apostles. He doesn't he doesn't out himself. Always find that. I love that. It was dark. Confused. Could have been me, but you know, Uh, I love John. Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the oh, so we're skipping Caiaphas here. Yeah, that's in another, another um, story. To the palace of the Roman governor. By now it was early morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanness, they did not enter the palace because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. Stop right here, brothers and sisters. The, the rank hypocrisy of we are going to go through the right order and do the right things so we can be holy to God and we don't need to worry about that love stuff. But isn't it in churches too? It is. We, we draw lines, we hurt people, we bump them around and say, but you know, I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Um, I've got to be clean for God so I can't go in there but we're going to throw in Jesus and hope he kills him. <sighs> Once again, they really thought, they weren't, they really, they knew what they were doing was wrong. They assumed God would forgive them because God has always forgiven them. That's a very great danger, people. Uh, God has his limits. God says no. Um, and I, I got a chill just then. The, um, also we need to remember that john would remind us later and, and paul if you, no matter what you do if it's done without love it's it's worthless it needs to be done in love all right um well i could say so much do you remember the story of the um of the good samaritan that was all about i got to get to the i i am a levite i'm a priest i've got duties i mess with the samaritan I'm unclean, I can't do my job. We had one of these moments early in our marriage. We spent the first, I think, six months of our life living in coastal North Carolina and helping an African-American church turn what used to be a pet shop and was now all abandoned into a functioning church building. So that's how we spent the first six months of our marriage. Well, I was heavier back then. Uh, and we were driving, going to, we were going to just make it in time. And my dad was the minister there and we were working for him that made everything really tough and right in front of us there had been an accident and people were you know laying on the side of the road so I'm thinking don't need this but it's all about me people So I pulled over got out walked and and the, the ambulance drivers back then I guess um, I don't know what the rules were, but they had not first aid. They knew nothing. They knew how to drive the thing and turn on the, seg- the sound. And so they looked at me and looked down at the guy. And so I get down, I start talking to the guy. He needs a backboard because we're not sure what's going on. So get it back. They started calling me Doc. I'm going, not a doc. I'm just, you know, you know, just a kid basically. But as I bent down, was working with him. My trousers split from here all the way back. I gotta get to church. I'm trying to get the guy on the backboard, come on buddy, (laughs) hop on here. We, we, everybody settled, they get him in, and I get back in the car and I tell Cammie, I can't go in. She goes, well, your dad's house is just across the street. Remember, no cell phones, can't call ahead. So I go in, my dad was smaller than me. Oh my goodness. I had to wear a girdle, basically, to get in. But I'll never forget that in my head I was thinking as a, as a man needed care, oh no this is going to be make me late and I'm gonna be in trouble. Humans are so weak and funny aren't we? We're just such a mess and, and we are a mess. Well Pilate came out to them and said what charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal they replied we would not have handed him over to you. Well, that's a bit vague. Well, we don't need a charge. Just do it. We we told you he was bad. If he wasn't bad, we wouldn't be here. We call that a tautology. You can look that up if you wish. Uh, T-A-U-T-O-L-G-O-Y. Tautology. Um, Pilate says, take him yourselves. Judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone they objected now we know they don't want him just silenced or punished they want him dead said so we're bringing him to you because we want him dead this took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die Pilate then went back inside the palace summoned Jesus and asked him are you the king of the Jews and um in some plays and popular fiction Pilate's being smarmy and sarcastic about this but he wouldn't have been because king back then was a title many people wore. You're a tribal chief, you're a king. Then bother you, bother him rather, as long as you are under the emperor, then um, we're good. So he's, he's just trying, are, are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked? Or did others talk to you about me? Now there is a undercurrent here. Because that's an odd thing for Jesus to say. Until you know, Pilate was married, and his wife believed that Jesus was the Messiah. And wanted, when she found out about this, she wanted Pilate to have nothing to do with any of this. And so, in other words, your wife tell you that? Because you, know, you haven't been to synagogue. I find that Jesus mind was in i don't know it sounds as obvious captain obvious was so sharp even under the most pressure that he could say pilot, things have been a little rough at home haven't they pilot pilot goes am i a jew your own people and chief priest handed you over to me what is it, what is it you have done jesus said my kingdom's not of this world if it were Pilate's wife has already been talking about stuff. Once you realize that, then you understand subtleties and undercurrents going on here. But why didn't John spell all that out? Because when John wrote this, everybody knew it. It wasn't necessary to write. We have to go back and enter their world. What is truth? retorted Pilate. Ooh, a postmodernist. <clears throat> We only have four minutes and I'm gonna hold there, even though that's not the paragraph end. I'm gonna hold there because I want you, and I'll, you know, spread the word because there aren't many of us in the room. Um, One of the problems we have is that we still think if we say something, then other people should accept it. It might be a feeling. You know, I talked to a person on, on the phone, I just kept thinking when do I get out of this conversation because no matter what I would say about fact they would say yeah but I feel I feel I feel I kept wanting them to say I think or I've read but it was I feel I feel I feel and you'll have people that will say my feelings don't care about your facts just like facts don't care about feelings what has happened in our nation is we have created bubbles and a lot of this this has been studied repeatedly The people who disagree with you politically, I don't care whether you're left or right, have a set of facts that backs them up. And they go to their news sources and they listen to them. And in fact, we are so divided that there are charts that will show who buys what car, who owns what pet, dog people vote different than cat people. It's I guess people who are both dog and cat people vote twice They move to Chicago. It's whatever they got to do, or maybe they're the libertarians, I don't know. We uh, listen to different news, but we also watch different shows. There are different dramas and comedies, and we don't hear outside the bubble. And whenever we do hear, we just throw our fact over, well, think, thinking that'll change them when they've got their facts. Now, are all facts equal? No. Is there truth? Yes. But just be aware, the bubble exists. And I often smile, and I've told Cammie a couple times with a couple of her relatives, I've said, just don't get in that discussion, because everything they've heard has taken them there. And you're not going to be able to beat that one in a text. Just let let it ride. Everybody grows up eventually. Everybody sees Jesus eventually. What is truth? It's always harder than we think it is to figure out what is truth. But we know something Pilate did not. If we get our facts wrong, we're okay. Because what is truth according to Jesus? He is. So what if I vote wrong? What if my idea about that is wrong? What about? But I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and my loyalty is to him. I'm good. You're good too. Chill. You don't have to win. Somebody already died for them, you don't have to. Uh, just let Jesus cover them. And what about people who don't believe in Jesus? You know, I trust Jesus with them too i don't think jesus is mean i think jesus's heart will take care of them the way they should be cared for and i'm not going to say what that's going to be because i'm not smart enough to know i'm not god he is truth he is the way the truth and the life that's what you got to know and so when people say what is truth i'm going to just give you permission that you don't have to fix anybody you don't have to correct anybody you know not to join in the argument. It is all right to be silent. As was it Lincoln who said, it's better to be silent and be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. My dad had a different way. He'd say, Patrick, just sit down and shut up and everybody will think you're normal. <laughs> I might not have been the easiest child to raise. I think I was lovely. <clears throat> anyway. Thanks for coming to the the first of these again. Look forward to next Sunday then. Until then, go away.